1: Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense But we are a sub here to make things make sense Today we are talking about the science of the television show The Last of Us, which is also a video game It'll be the science of fungi Could there be a pandemic that's based around fungi And how accurate is this sort of pandemic HBO show? Before that, we're going to do our What Did We Learn This Week? One's about the lubrication of chocolate And the other is about whether rich people are smarter and okay, we're going to say in the show notes will be the time signatures for all of that, including the Last of Us portion, if you just want to skip right to the science of mushrooms.
0: Yeah, it's usually about like halfway through, but we'll put the time code in there for you to jump to. We're really anxious about this. We're like, Because <laughs> okay. I was listening to a podcast the other day where they didn't get to like the topic in the title until later. And I was like, this is annoying. I was just trying to find it. But it depends. It's not annoying if you just like listening to the whole pod but, it but is when i was struggle, like, trying to get specific information and they didn't have it there i was like skipping every 30
1: seconds being like yeah. is it well we're a science-based <sighs> podcast that also just chit chat chit chats and it's kind of like that is a mishmash of genres in the podcasting world the last thing i'll say about it so we're not talking too much is like should we split these
0: into two episodes a week chit chat chit chat and then one episode that like just split them in half But then I just,
1: for some reason, my eyes go cross-eyed and I'm like, I don't even understand that. (laughs) True. Okay. Um, Well, let's talk about something else. We will talk about this more off the pod. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. We're in a full fight. I'm going to come with my pros and my cons list and you better too. Yeah. Um, We always say let us know, but then everyone always reaches out and we're like, we love when you do banter. And I'm like, that's just confirmation bias. The (laughs) people love it. Reach out and people who don't love it are skipping over. They're probably not even hearing. this. Yeah,
0: no, they're like, I'm not listening to this podcast anymore. (laughs)
1: Yeah, or (laughs) or they have skipped this portion and have gone to the last of us. And now we're just like, okay, whatever. But anyway, so in our lives we were just at an all inclusive vacation. Yeah, for our <laughs> friends gay, gay, gay wedding. It was gayer than I mean, usually two men getting married, you think there could be nothing it's the gayer. Most gay. But for some reason it was gayer <laughs> it was honestly I think we
0: were both nervous like an all-inclusive is not usually like the vibe for us because it's like you're kind of trapped it's it's, not, ch- it's, it's in it's theory not, like, jail yeah and you're not getting like a cultural experience you're just surrounded by other in this case North Americans or like people from Europe So, and everyone's speaking
1: English and it doesn't feel great And last time we went to an all-inclusive, I looked at you and vowed to... Never do it We will never go to another all-inclusive. Here we are a year later at a wedding. But it was
0: for a wedding and it was really fun because a lot of our friends were there. It's kind of like the difference between going to a wedding for like an acquaintance and one for one of your best friends. It's kind of what I thought. Like, not that the other wedding was an acquaintance that we went to, but I just mean when it's your best friend and all your friends are around and people around your age who are all kind of in the same vibe, it was really easy to all like have a great time together. Um, and I, oh, actually that reminds me of something really cute. Uh, I'm like, I, is it science based? It, well, it is a okay. little bit. It's not science based, but it's like psychological. And I'm going to see if I can remember this side note. Is that okay? If I do a little side note, yes, here, that no, I'm saying that about to help why people. it doesn't matter where you are. I'm, so I'm it's like, to help people understand think podcast. about somewhere you like would love to be and then okay. think about somewhere you would hate to be. So like for you, that could be an all inclusive. Okay. Now think about somebody you would love to be around yeah. that you do love to be around. And then think of somebody that you hate to be around. Would yeah. you rather be doing something you hate doing with somebody you love? Oh yeah. Or do something that you love doing with somebody you hate. I would rather most do something pe- I hate doing with somebody. I love. Exactly. Yeah. So most people realize or say that and that, And that is because obviously, like, spending time with people you enjoy is what it is about, what makes life most interesting. And it's not about necessarily just what you're doing. That's a good... So I felt like the all-inclusive wedding was like, we were around all these people that we loved. It was just so fun. In a place
1: that was jail. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, honestly. Also, I wasn't drinking, which was so interesting because it's such a drinking culture. And it was really fun because I would never wake up hungover. Who knew that could be a perk? But also what was crazy is the next day I would like say jokes that were said the night before and everyone would laugh so hard and be like where did you think of that I'd be like you said that like oh, it was crazy just to stealing see drunk people's jokes how much people blacked out or even just like the night of the wedding was such a full memory of like six hours to me. Yeah. But then it's like at 7 p.m., everything that happened after that, the next day when I'd be like, oh my God, when you fell in the pool, they'd be like, uh, what? Like it was like, <laughs> they Wait, have like scattered. No one over remembers any of this. And it's kind of interesting because they're like, it was so fun. hmm but i I guess i'm just saying that being sober is really fun (laughs) i think no i think that's really cool
0: like you and one other guy i knew were sober there and i was like not that i honestly i'm not a big drinker anyway but yeah you were like wedding night you know i was like okay i'm gonna have like extra drinks tonight but i would like to try it i think it's really cool i think the challenge for me has always been like feeling so tired like staying up past midnight without a drink is tough but i guess maybe i could just have like caffeine or something
1: totally i was having lots of that coca-cola but also i love to dance it gives me so much energy and because that was like mainly Dancing what atmosphere. we would do it really helped me because it's like a lot of people need alcohol to i think to get their inhibitions like, like, to to dance. Yeah. whereas i'm like oh that's what's keeping me up late like if you just keep blasting bad bunny yeah or it, you're like you have energy. Houston can we like,
0: just say something i never thought would be as good as it was Silent disco. <laughs> oh, yeah. We went to a silent we disco, like, and it was amazing. That first, like,
1: this is so lame. What, we're going to go, okay, fine. We'll go try the headphones Well, it on. was <laughs> it was like thir- three 13-year-old girls solo with headphones on, no one else, and like a DJ. And we were like, okay, we'll go try it. I honestly think this resort should have paid us. We were like gay <laughs> entertainment, gay clowns. So we go over, the four of us. We're pretty good dancers. We're, in our, we're dressed to the nines. We put on these headphones. Immediately... I I would say like the shift that <laughs> goes on. First, everyone's staring. Like, well, no, no, I didn't even see anyone. St- like the shift that goes on when you put on the headphones is mm-hmm. miraculous. You're in I'm another like, world. I'm like, okay, I'm immediately transported to a club. Yeah, there's 13 year old girls beside me, but no, actually, there's like thousands of people at Coachella. Like, I was immediately <laughs> so into it, kicking, kicking, dancing, dancing. I'd say like five minutes later. 50 people have now Yeah, lined to up. There's not enough yes.
0: headphones to
1: give and out. And I, I do believe it was our gay, <laughs> high-kick energy. Everyone was like, what are they listening to? You had three stations to choose from, so we go from like reggaeton to like classic 80s. Like but I think we, I honestly was like, we should get, I was gonna say free drinks. I, guess we did. <laughs> I don't know. Which like <laughs> you weren't drinking. But like, we started the party and then night after night we would like Go to the lobby, which is what you do and dance, and the people would dance. And I'm like, we're hired entertainment. Yeah. Is and I'm what not you want? just saying that. Is that what you want your new career has to be? No, I mean, I don't like being in jail, aka an all inclusive, but I do think we should have been comped like some merch or something. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, like I was like, I'm like, and like you could <laughs> tell these families from Ohio were like, wow 14 gay guys are losing their minds this is like Disneyland yeah like, yeah, the kid, was they they were like Kids, this was the show yeah they're like
0: they're high kicking hopefully we weren't taking away from the other show and was there one on at that time I never thought about that there was like a sad person somewhere else trying for to like forming, do a magician like- and
1: it's like we're <laughs> just like well look at us we can death drop
0: on the other side of the lobby anyway all that to say like I would have scoffed at a like silent disco before yeah. but truly when you're with your friends and you're tuned into the same channel and then you're all like moving in
1: sync it's actually like something yeah. quite special yeah 10 out of 10 for the silent disco okay oh, Okay, let's move on. Oh, what did we learn this week? So I learned about tribology, which is the study of lubrication. Which okay, I thought is you mean, like said like Trivago or
0: something. Like what is that? Is that, that? Truvada? Isn't that oh, prep? Okay. Oh, but isn't there like a travel thing? that's oh old? yeah, Trivago. Yeah, but then I think they like I never see those ads anymore. But I thought you were like I learned about Trivago. So this <laughs>
1: is why people hate our podcast. <laughs> we literally started and it's like wait, what? Okay, you sorry. just went to three different places. Okay, start over. And again. I can't help but be like the Trivago guy is hot he His is father there's rumors like I, they eventually stopped and like fired him or something because he was or did he own it i don't know okay, okay. <laughs> side note. stop side note okay so <laughs> tribology people is, must think we have a disorder <laughs> what mitch stop okay okay, okay. <laughs> tribology is the study of lubrication which i was kind of like why didn't anyone tell me about that degree um <laughs> So what they studied was how they can possibly make chocolate healthier. And they found that when chocolate, like milk chocolate, comes in contact (laughs) with your tongue, with your ass, it's great lube. Okay, wow. Side note. Oh, my God. Focus, focus. When chocolate comes in contact with your tongue and that heat and that moisture it starts to melt and that melting is what humans really desire and love about chocolate okay and that comes from fat like the perfect mix of like the fat in the milk chocolate and the heat in your tongue etc okay what they found is that because it causes so much enjoyment most chocolates the inside is then continues to be milk chocolate and there's less of an awareness of that immediate melting So in theory, they're thinking, okay, if we can design a chocolate where the outer layer of the chocolate has the fatty, high-fat milk content, and then the inside is like maybe dark chocolate or cocoa or healthier. Like less sugar necessarily. Yeah, and less fat. Then maybe people can have that same sort of immediate melting enjoyment of a chocolate Mm -hmm. while having a more nutritious and healthy version of a snack. And I was like, that is really smart. And you could tell that they were like – we could patent like Nestle or whatever the <laughs> hell. If they can patent this and figure out how to create like a healthy chocolate that tastes
0: good. Still gives you that sort of satisfying kick
1: of In- chocolate. Immediate, but yeah. So it's like there'll be less fat overall, but it's coated with fat. So it melts on your tongue. And then I was kind of like, okay, yeah, patent that slash shark tank. Yeah, that'd be home. great.
0: I mean, yeah, love that because dark chocolate is kind of a bit. Intense sometimes Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but I'm a little lost What was I'll Go back what? to the science Of lubrication <laughs> What do you mean Like what else well, How know? did that start here I don't understand the Oh because the people
1: Who The people who studied this We're called tribologists because they're lubrication experts so they study like how fat and water and different things that's so
0: interesting can we do an episode
1: on lube because i was really like so pumped to be like sorry i want
0: to learn about lube oh my god i want to learn about and i'm like i don't have that much experience of like and then recently (laughs) recently i was just like oh my god what is the difference (laughs)
1: yeah and like why would i want some Okay, I'm gay. in my whole, <laughs> but not others. That's why
0: I really thought this chocolate thing was going to yeah. like relate somehow. No, no, to we're it. not talking about holes today. <laughs> Sex.
1: And we're going to move on, but we're going to do an episode on lubrication coming up that we will talk forever before we actually start talking about lubrication. So get ready. Okay. Uh,
0: here's my what you learned this week. Are you ready? Yes. Do you think that rich people are smarter? Um that's because a new study looked into this. you. Oh, I also,
1: I also <laughs> noticed that when we do this, you always ask me a question to start. Yeah. And I'm like... Just, and then uh, you freak out? No, I'm freaking out. Okay, well, I'm like... And sometimes I'm answer. like, is that a good thing to do? I'm going to say no because when I think of rich people, I think of like very mundane, placid lives where they're not challenged and they're sitting mm. around like mm-hmm. staring at a wall being like, well, what do I do? And they're not actually actively having to do anything. Okay. Well, here... So there's some previous research
0: that's been done on... The fact that if you are smarter, you tend to have a better job. Like, and obviously, these are like people question IQ scales and these kind of things. But in general, people who have like higher IQs or achieve higher academic skill, like do have, um, quote unquote, better jobs. But, like paid but, more? Yeah, or? paid more. Okay. But the opposite has not necessarily been studied. So it's the question is, if you have a better job, are you necessarily smarter? Do you know what I mean? Like there is, Uh, so there is a correlation between smartness and in general having a higher paying job, but just because you have a high paying job, that's what they wanted to know. Does that mean you're smart? Is everyone who has a high paying job smart? So they literally studied almost 60,000 men. This was in Sweden. I think the reason they only did it on men, which was a limiting factor of this study was because they were using like military studies because they have to all do like the same
1: test, all these men in the military. And then women are in the
0: military. Good point. But maybe, I know, that's weird. And now
1: I'm like, in Sweden, do they even have a military? <laughs> I go cross side like and fall of- over. <laughs> wait, I'm like, Sweden? Okay. Of all the places I have female military at Sweden.
0: Now I'm like, wait, am I mixing? Yeah, no, it was all men. Um, Okay. So what they found... there? Sweden's canceled. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> so they did find that there is a positive correlation between intelligence and then wealth and like how much you make. Hmm. But it stops after around 60,000 euros per year and levels out and then starts to decrease as you get higher. And the so more people, money make, the The more money... Around. Like I wouldn't... Obviously, they were not saying like it doesn't decrease forever. But the people who are the highest earners Are definitely not the smartest.
1: Okay, also, highest learners. Earners. Earners, sorry, is not highest learners. (laughs) Highest earners is interesting because what I think. Is intergenerational wealth would make you so stupid? Because yeah, Because if you're like a kid of a rich person, you don't have to necessarily like work as yeah, hard. Yeah, and to be <laughs> honest, I went to a very affluent school, and like and recently, everyone's stupid. <laughs> no, well, recently we drove by a rich area in Toronto with our friend, and was like, I'm not going to say names, but they were like, that's where so and so lived. It was like <laughs> no. the biggest house, and I was like, that was the dumbest person I've ever. Oh, and it's like because no. that he like the person, for example, didn't probably have to worry about and they don't like they like like giving too much information but they just like live off their parents <laughs> you like you like giving a dress <laughs> no no and but so they're they at this corner and this corner but they don't know they're not know they not going to say their name but <laughs> they never did well in school and they currently don't have a job because they are that rich and uh, it's like okay, okay that's obviously not going to lead to intelligence when you're at school being like, I don't really need this because my house is so big. For sure. And my parents and are own, like, I don't know. I mean, like, we're going to also make sure we know that this is an anecdote. But,
0: like, obviously, it's, like, in line with this study. Is oh, my God. This is an
1: anecdote. It's it's just it's just funny for me to think about how many rich people I know who are actually dumb, but not to their fault because they didn't need to work concentrate in school.
0: Yeah. Or, or And I'm sure there are lots of people who... Like not to defend any rich people, but like you can you can work hard even if you're rich, and then like study hard and be smart. And the whatever. nepotism baby argument. Well, no, because I think this study came out of and the and what they talked about was like often the extreme rich are defended because people are like they work harder and they're smarter. And this Great study Lord. was like that is not necessarily no. true. Like if you think of some of and they're they're saying look the actual richest people on cognitive tests are not as smart as the strata below them, people who make the like the one step below yeah, them, yeah. and that one top one percent is often like so inflated. So you're going from somebody making a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, to suddenly like millions and millions, right? Yeah. And they're saying those people are actually quote unquote dumber. So let's stop defending them for being smarter and that they like deserve this money. That's so um, funny
1: because I would never be my instinct. I love that <laughs> people are obsessed with defending rich people. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm and why? Like,
0: furthermore, because this study was done in Sweden and all men. <laughs> and no, but if, for that reason, um. Uh, education is so much more accessible. They think hmm. that it would be more extreme. Oh, in, true. Like places like America, because, um, like, the rich. Well, how do you describe yeah, this? Yeah, wait, why would that be?
1: Wouldn't it be that poorer people have less access to education, which would be a big issue? Uh,
0: I'm trying to think like through this right now on the spot because I didn't. <laughs> they said that in those places, the relationship between cognitive ability and income would be even weaker. So just because you have a lot of money is even less likely because you're smart is kind of what they're saying. Wait, where in America? Oh, okay. does that make sense? Like I'm trying to think of how to say this in a, in a sentence that makes sense, but it's like, because your affluence defines so much your access in somewhere like America, mm-hmm. then the amount of money you can make is greater if you're rich to begin with. Yeah. So it's yeah. actually not linked to your intelligence. So the the richer you are, the oh, less likely it is that it's because you're intelligent. Oh, I. Whereas see. in somewhere like Sweden, because everyone can go to school regardless of their you income level, yeah, yeah, then it's easier to actually compare. Is it because oh, they're yeah. smarter? Okay. Whereas in America, it's like, oh no, you're rich because you come from money. Yeah. More likely. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Ultimately, rich people can be dumb.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. Like I'm like. Yeah, whenever I picture like a really rich person, I'm like out of touch. I picture them like walking onto a yacht, being like, yeah.
0: I truly picture Elon Musk. Um, but yeah, then also- but people
1: love defending him for being s- people. He's someone that people will more...
0: I'm not... Dark. I actually don't think he's, like, stupid, Yeah, because he's not... Like, he's not a but great But I example. don't think, considering he is or was the richest man in the world, obviously, I don't think he's the smartest. No, 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 And no, in fact, when true. you think of smart people, <laughs> I think of scientists, teachers, yeah. professors, like, doctors, like, people who can make an okay amount of money. Well, it might be arguable for, like, teachers and stuff, but, like, a doctor can make a lot, but it's nowhere near yeah. as much as somebody in that But
1: position. people, I do think defend elon musk he's not the best example because at least he's playing in these hyper intellectual spaces right whereas like i picture like a joe rogan no like <laughs> not like also he's actually an idiot but no i'm talking about like people we don't know their names because they're mm. just these people who have inherited the wealth of like walmart right. or whatever yeah, and it's like th- i don't picture a bunch of smart people i picture a bunch of people who literally have no purpose in life and they just give their money to investment firms and call them and go like, right. did it go up or down? I want more. Yeah. And then like get on a yacht and are truly like, don't even have taste. Okay. <laughs> <Anyways>. <laughs> okay. All right. Because <laughs> sure. getting on a yacht means you don't have taste. Yeah. Okay. Although on our all-inclusive
0: little trip, we didn't go on a yacht, but we went on a little catamaran. Does that count? Did we yeah. Really? And I was on
1: for two hours and we snorkeled and I was great. And I was like, get me off of yeah, this. Yeah,
0: true. I know. Anyway, should we move on? Yeah, Take a little break. And, come and then
1: we're going to talk about The Last of Us. Oh! <laughs> this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which... This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash sidenote and get on your way to being your best self. So obviously, there are times in your life where you don't feel in tip-top shape. You know, you can feel like maybe things are going well for you at work, at home, or you're just feeling bogged down. Maybe you're having trouble sleeping. I personally, whenever I have felt like this, have gone to therapy, started up with a therapist. In my life, I've gone in and out of therapy about three times, depending on how I'm feeling. And every time i join and start to do therapy i just notice how much my life improves i sometimes think of it as like the gym for your mind if you think about how you spend money on a gym membership for example i think your mind is an important thing and so therapy is a great way to exercise and learn more about yourself and be your better self through talking to someone else. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge, which is really important because sometimes the therapist that you're working with just isn't the best for you. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help get you there. So visit betterhelp.com sidenote today to get 10% off your first month that's betterhelp.com, betterhelp, H-E-L-P, pcom slash side note. Study time. Study
0: time. Study time. Study time.
1: Today we are talking about The Last of Us, the HBO hit based on a pandemic that wipes <laughs> out essentially most people because a fungal species called cordyceps is spread through, they say sort of like wheat across the world, causing people to become zombie-like, and aka spread, once they've been taken over by this fungus, the fungus to other people. It's like a thrilling show. It's based on a video game. It's Mm -hmm. super popular, but it's also a sci-fi show rooted in theory and science. So today we're going to talk about whether it's possible or not and
0: how realistic the show is, as well as even just our take on the show, you know, but honestly, like talking about the science, what's real, what's over the top, what kind of matches, what could be reality? Should we expect this to happen to us soon? (laughs) Well,
1: it's an interesting timing for the show, considering the game came out before COVID.
0: Almost a decade ago, the game came out, I think.
1: Yeah. And like, it is about a pandemic through a fungus, which is not something you usually hear about. One thing I'll say is that, from doing this research, viruses like COVID spread so much more easily because it's droplets, it's sneezing, it's mm-hmm. coughing. Most fungal infections need to be spread through touch. Contact. Contact. Like it isn't the most quote unquote like contagious in that sense to go right to a fungal pandemic. But I think from what I gather from what I've seen the show so far, they make it sound like the fungus is in a yeast that is then used across the world. Mm-hmm. So they're Which- not necessarily saying it's touch like through touch.
0: Right. It's like it's been consumed and that people were infected that way, which which there's real, real life case stories of that happening, by the yeah, way. Yeah, but like being, fungus being spread through eating it. Yeah. Yes. In fact, there's like some evidence I was reading about the Salem witch trials being related to, inf- um, not infected, but contaminated food that might've been fungus that made people go
1: like yeah. hysterical for like 24 or hours. Or poisoning. Yeah. That, yeah. Literally. Like it, it. if you consume that certain fungus, yeah, people like can have like delusion and like yeah that that is possible in the sense that if it was spread by people just consuming eating it maybe something well okay we, know, we should explain how it actually isn't really that realistic
0: the show or just that concept that concept. Feel like we need to get focused like yeah. where do we start here obviously it's a really fun show i've enjoyed it so far i found it interesting uh so there's only three episodes out at the time of this recording but i make four like, Four, okay, sorry, oops. I made Greg play the intro to the game. I never owned a PlayStation, but I only ever played like the first few hours of the game in the past. And then we went and replayed it. And it is really fascinating to realize the language they're using that we've all become so familiar with. Like when they, in the very first scene, when you like go into the TV room and they're talking about a pandemic and quarantine and these kind of things, mm-hmm. that. Now it seems so familiar, but when you read, or sorry, when you watch something that's actually from like nearly a decade ago, of course, I understand there's like outbreaks and pandemics and things through history, but we're so detached from it. And now we're not. Yeah, You know what I mean? I thought that was really interesting. It reminds me of a book I read once where the scientist was predicting the next pandemic and effectively described what we've lived through. And then I read this book after the pandemic had started, and was like, he this must have been written in 2020. Go back, it was written in, like, 2016.
1: Well, that's the science for it, Yeah, you realize... It, science it, like, has patterns,
0: yeah. And the nice thing about this show, as I was reading, is they did onboard quite a few, like, mycologists and scientists to help actually analyze, like, what are the more realistic paths? Obviously, it's an entertainment show. And so, first and foremost, they're trying to make an entertaining show. Yeah. But... I think it's cool that they obviously reached and and worked with
1: scientists to be like, how can we make reality enter this fantasy world? Well, OK, so it's based on cordyceps, which is like a genus of a fungus, which famously actually made a painting of this fungus because it's so cool. It infects ants and is able to take over the ant's nervous system to make the ant climb a tree, bite a leaf at the perfect height for the fungus to then proliferate from there. So that is obviously fascinating. Many people might have heard of this because it's kind of like a bit pop sciency. Like Mm -hmm. I talked about it when I was a teacher teaching science because it's like what a fungus takes over your nervous system makes an ant move and bite a leaf like that is crazy i can see why they chose that fungus yeah
0: because it's already so fascinating and i bet lots of people have seen there's like i don't know if it's planet earth or i feel like it's david attenborough like uh, like narrating it and you see the ant walk up the branch and bite and then they have sort of like a time lapse of the
1: fungus like shooting outside of its head people say zombie ants yeah so it is like that's the direct correlation now what's unrealistic is that It has taken millions of years for that fungus to evolve to infect insects. Mm -hmm. And so based on the science of how it would take, how long it would take to infect humans in the same way, it would take like way outside of our lifetime, maybe even the ability for humans to be alive on Earth Mm. before it would take millions of years for evolution to make it for for it to be able to infect humans the way it has with insects because it's done it for so long. Yeah. So that's why they're like, it, it actually can't just like happen.
0: Yeah. Those kind of transitions. And there's a big difference between a fungus and a virus. So first of all, something that always blows my mind is that Fungi, first of all, I never know how to say it. Fungi, 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 fungi. Yeah. Fungi, like I the think joke. think you can say it however you want
1: at this point. And also mysologist. I said mysologist, but it's mycologist. I
0: know, but I like mysologist Me actually. Too. But I said
1: mycologist because I recently was listening to an
0: interview. Yeah. And they said mycologist it's and I was like, well, I don't want to sound stupid. Frustrating. Um, but the fact that fungi is hanging. i decided to say it are actually more related to animals than plants. Like you see a mushroom, you see a fungus. And you're you like, that's a, s- a plant friend. Yeah, you're like, it's it's growing with the plants. It's it's hanging out in the ground or on trees or whatever. And you're like, that's a plant. But then it's like, no, this is more related to humans or to animals than it is to plants. I
1: just find that always And it's, and it's, all, and it's also hard to define, like outside. So many animals were like, that falls under the like scientific description of an animal, even though it looks so different than us. Yeah. Or a plant, that's a plant, obviously, even though it looks like m- maybe completely different than other plants, but fungi is its own freaking thing in mm-hmm. biology. And it's just like, wait, what? Like, it's like, it is literally its own thing. When you see them, you're like, that is separate from plants and animals. That's kind of creepy. Yeah. I can see why this is like a creepy show. So
0: I guess, interestingly, so are viruses,
1: right? Like they're kind of yes, like their true. own form.
0: And I was going to bring viruses hmm. up because... You were talking about, you know, it's not super realistic that a fungal species can just, like, jump into humans and immediately control their brains. Like, of course, it might be built to infect or wound you or hurt, like, you know, make you unwell. But the idea that it's, like, slowly adapted to control your central nervous like system does would take yeah. a lot of coevolution between species yeah. together. Whereas... um viruses not that they'll ever be able to do that but viruses do evolve so much faster and so why a pandemic like we've experienced is so much more likely with the virus is because their life cycles are different the way that they're the speed at which they evolve and mutate and duplicate all these things make them such better is conduit the right word? No, it's not. But such better mechanisms for infecting a human population and jumping from like an animal species to humans and mm-hmm. suddenly infecting like yeah. the whole world.
1: So yeah, like deer still have like so much of the original strain of COVID. <laughs> like it's crazy. You're like deer have are. Isn't have that crazy? COVID. Yeah, I know. And you're like oh yeah, yeah yeah. Like it's it's obviously <laughs> so much more adaptable. I think that obviously when they were designing this game, they probably just looked into the zombie ant thing and were just like blown away. And it's a game, you know, like I yeah. don't think
0: it's the game's uh, responsibility to make it like so accurate. It looks meant so to beautiful, be fun, right? like, like
1: the way that they designed the show, mm-hmm. like it's so scary that I do think it's gonna make people more interested in Fungi. Oh, cool. totally,
0: yeah. I think Fungi obviously have become more and more accessible. Like even the conversations around psilocybin or magic mushrooms, and that being so taboo only like a decade or two ago even research being banned and nowadays it's like actually kind of cool to be talking about that to be researching that there's so much unlocked potential it seems like uh, yet to be fully understood and studied but a lot of neuroscientists and psychologists and psychiatrists and all these kind of people are like we need to study mushrooms because of their impact on humans there's i think it's opened the door
1: there's also a theory that (laughs) I read this, I read a book about mushrooms. This is just a theory. It's like one person's theory that is really interesting that they think the positive benefits of quote unquote magic mushroom, psilocybin, which when you eat it, your liver turns into psilocin, which is the thing that actually makes you high. But it does have physiological advantages for depression. It makes your brain work in ways it never could without the consumption of mushrooms. Many people argue that it's quote unquote good for your brain including Michael Pollan, famous science writer who thinks everyone over 40 should do mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, this person thinks that maybe that coevolution was a way for the mushroom to take over our human brain so that we continue to grow the mushrooms so the grush- mushroom proliferates. Like on, <laughs> on the crazy, surface, but- <laughs> I love that. <laughs> theory if we call it that there's yeah. just
0: part of me that thinks like then wouldn't we be so much more driven towards
1: them than we are I mean I'm driven towards them I'm not growing them myself but I like a magic mushroom
0: and also it's never occurred to me but do other animals like have hallucinogenic experiences after eating like certain kinds of fungi or mushrooms? yeah well
1: there's well I mean I don't know about hallucinogenic but like animals get drunk yeah I know they get drunk but you know what I mean I'm so through. curious like because if you're if, if the idea is that magic
0: mushrooms, um, like psilocybin, has evolved so humans will pl- make more, plant more, proliferate it because it's like this wonderful magical experience, then... Is it so adapted to humans because humans are really the yeah. only animal? Do, or do we see like you know how squirrels like plant nuts? Like, is there an animal that's like trying yeah. to proliferate psilocybin? And if not, is it really that adapted? Just like to an humans? absolutely ripped squirrel. Yeah, or like every year like planting, it's like mushroom being like, I'm gonna like help this. I mean, girl. that'd be
1: a great master thesis. We're always throwing these out. Are there other animals that are? susceptible to psilocybin and in some way are they harvesting them so they can trip out every saturday yeah, so th- i mean it feels very human in and of itself but it's a good question
0: and i think uh, i'm not in the position to say whether it's true or not obviously but i think it's interesting an interesting theory but it's like it feels so far removed it's like is it really are mushrooms really tapping into humanity yeah, if anything they're much more effective at like working in the root systems of plants yes. to like co-create like sit like they literally help plants communicate and help feed them and then they yeah you know what i mean that like, means more they feel much more integrated yeah. into the plant world than to the human world
1: i think it's to be honest someone who probably is a my my Collegist. colleges <laughs> who loves magic mushrooms who did magic mushrooms and then thought of that and was like well i'm an evolutionary biologist i'm just gonna say this theory because that's what we can yeah. do yeah it's and definitely it's also they were definitely high on mushrooms. yeah and <laughs> honestly it is interesting it's like Everyone is now growing these specific mushrooms because it makes humans high. You can build all the connections you want. It is still fascinating that a mushroom or even like popping the pimple of a toad can mm. make a human have an out of body spiritual experience that makes life make sense. Like that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, and and going, cool.
0: going back to the idea of not, not going right into the grain being like poisoned, but I didn't know this, but LSD and ketamine come from the same group of fungi. Oh. That we're talking about. So, all, that is to say. Imagine
1: a bunch of gays doing ketamine <laughs> started the next pandemic. <laughs> Literally. Oh, wow. But it,
0: it just goes to show that um, it is possible to have like a fungi that can impact your mind, not necessarily control what you're doing, but change your yeah. perception, cause you to behave in a certain way. And the idea that you could consume it and it caused that is maybe accurate. You know what I mean? Not, not that that's yeah. like the main mechanism of transportation, obviously in the show too, they're infecting each other by like biting and, and yeah. And, that and way.
1: weirdly like opening their mouth and like, Oh yeah. I kind of don't get that.
0: It's just kind of cool.
1: Like it, visually it is thing. cool. Like their, their tongue really, seems gone. Reminds me of like,
0: um, it's kind of like Dementors in Harry Potter, like yeah. where they just like come up close and they're like, <sharp inhale>
1: except in this case, it's like little tendrils are coming out of their mouth. The tendrils right coming out of the mouth thing. I'm not a mycologist, (laughs) but it's to me the most like, wait a second. How come no one explained this? (laughs) Yeah, or the way that the mushrooms look in the show is really cool. seems accurate. From what I understand, they have decided to take a bunch of different features of different genus of mushrooms and put it all into this one mushroom. So there's spores. There's also like, it kind of moves like a slime mold in the intro. Mm -hmm. So it's not like this mushroom that in the show they're saying exists. It doesn't exist. Mushrooms like, have it's physical properties. properties that this one in the show has all of the mushroom properties. But yeah. really like I, my college is watching would be like, okay, they've just taken all the cool parts about all mushrooms and put it yeah. into one. But like when that thing, the tendrils come out of the mouth, which if you haven't seen the show, watch it, it's great. But I can't decide if it's, it's absolutely I don't revolting know. and
0: disgusting or so cool.
1: No, so it's, it's, it's well done in the sense that it makes me feel both of those things. But in my head, it was one of the first times I was like, that doesn't give mushroom vibes. Right. It gives, like, honestly, like, yeah, Dementor. It feels like a stretch. And to be honest, I was like, I, did, I thought they'd still have tongues. Oh, like that is their tongue, you mean? Yeah, yeah well, it, like it seems like their tongue's gone, and there's just tendrils that open from the mouth. It's really creepy, but it doesn't feel right, well, whereas other things feel more right. I think there's a
0: level of, okay, the speed at which it's happening obviously doesn't resonate for me, but I think, like, what okay. do you mean the speed of it spreading? The speed of, like, the way it's coming out of their mouth. Oh, I In see. In those scenes, you're literally seeing, like, that. it really only happens one time, right? Maybe twice. Feel but like twice. There's a point where, like, the one, spoiler alert, by the way, this is, like, episode two or, or three, um, where she kind of, like, sacrifices herself. She's, you know what I mean? Like, to protect them and let them go. Or she's infected. She knows yeah. she's going to die. So she waits there. And so she's not fighting back. And it basically comes up to her and, like, is about to like make out with her, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens, right? Yeah. It, cause in every other case they're like being bitten cause there's not time for like the zombie to make out with them. But in that case, yeah. it like slowly goes like, <sighs> and just like yeah. goes in her mouth. But I can understand like if, if there's this fast growth property of it going down the mouth into the throat into the lungs, like might be the fastest way to infect somebody. Hmm. You know I what I mean? Know. Cause I, I don't understand. Well, I guess I understand being bitten but I don't see that as necessarily a more effective way for yeah, a spore. No, that is... Like, in fact, something interesting about fungi is that you're, you're breathing in, like, billions of spores at any minute. Yeah, There's, They're all through the air. They're all around us. Not all of them are harmful. In fact, for the most part, if you have a functioning, healthy immune system, your body just deals with it. It's your immune system. You're in balance with your environment. Um, and it's only when you're under duress or your immune system's down that you'll actually see that these fungi have a problem or cause problems for you, but you're breathing them in all the time, Yeah, right? Like it's, they're always around.
1: Yeah, 1.5 million people die every year from fungal infections. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. So like 1 billion people, that's a lot of people will have a skin, nail, or hair fungal infection every year. So that's like athlete's foot. Like obviously athlete's foot, you got a cream, maybe an steroid cream, it goes away. That's not what we're talking about, killing people. Mm. But there is like Candida oris, which is this fungal infection that actually is becoming more of a concern now because it's spreading due to climate change in like warmer areas and so a lot of people will die from that because that's actually getting into your blood so it's not easy to like put an ointment on your Mm. foot for example it's now in your blood and what makes it harder as you said fungi is so much closer to humans maybe it is more closely related to humans than plants it's harder to make a vaccine or medication against fungi because it's like it's closer to your cells so it's harder to make a a medication that will kill the funky, not your cells. Right. So it's like actually harder to treat. And it was this candida auris was only found and like really understood in 2009 and it spreads in hospitals because people who are, again, it it doesn't really, it's not an issue if you don't have like a comorbidity. So in hospitals, it's becoming a big issue. And people are dying from this where where people people are already sick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that is actually scary. That's not a like last of us virus that is making people, you know, essentially like, like rapidly homies. spreading through the environment yeah there's a reason you maybe haven't heard about it but there's a reason why we should be talking about it more and why this show is actually good for science in the sense that the more that people get interested in fungi the more that about the dangers of it they understand the more like candida oris will be understood maybe like people will understand that there is a fungal infection spreading through the hospitals currently mm-hmm. it's just not a very sexy thing to talk about and we're also sick of talking about diseases in hospitals I think. yeah people are kind of at wit's end of like <laughs> talking about viruses yeah but it's like well now we're talking about this fungus which we never would have talked about this show is interesting in that sense people are starting to be like wait this can happen through a fungus okay let's talk about that yeah i'm trying to not that i would like divulge this on the pod but i don't think i've ever had like a fungal
0: infection I'm like athletes, think. So,
1: i don't i when not, i not like go to the gym that, i see people wear flip-flops And I never wear flip-flops. Oh, I think of that
0: all the time if I'm like like, in in public. Even going to a public pool, I'm always like, but sometimes, you know. But I'm nasty. That's why I'm always sick. you know what? Sometimes wearing flip-flops in a wet environment is actually more dangerous because I'm going to tell you why. Okay, you're smiling this way where you're like not, you're making this up. I'm not making this up. It's just I know this is a neurotic thing. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, how? Because I think about, I'm absolutely disgusted by walking in public water. Like, I don't know why, but when I'm out in like, if I have to walk through a like a public bathroom and there's like water on the ground okay, and yeah, bare yeah. feet. To me, that's one of my biggest eggs. Like I, I just hate it. But the problem I find is if you're wearing flip flops and your feet are wet, then they're wet in the surface on the flip flop. And that's actually more slippery. Like at least the flip flops. Oh, you're afraid I of slipping. You're not afraid of athlete's foot. I'd rather wash my feet after being in that environment then risk breaking slipping.
1: Neck. Uh, okay, I thought that you were <laughs> I ta- thought about this a lot. Because, I thought you were talking about the nastiness of the flip-flop. Side note of it. No. Nastiness of the flip-flop, flipping the water up to your like, no. ball sack or something oh and then getting like an STI.
0: <laughs> no, it's just that when a flip-flop is wet because they're made of this like plastic or rubber or something, I don't know. You're what afraid, afraid of that. slipping. Well, I've just noticed how slippy they can huh. be when they're wet.
1: I mean, they're a horribly <laughs> designed shoe. I'm disgusting. And I like absolutely tap dance and grovel in like a little shallow pond at like a what? public pool. Like I love that vibe of being like it's summer and like we're going to the pool. Yeah. I've never, I, I, I want to clarify. never think about athlete's foot and I should. I, I want to make it clear
0: that it's not because it's a public pool. It's anywhere, anytime there's like, even if I get in a shower, like say you had a shower earlier and there's like, the ground is wet. Oh, okay. I
1: <laughs> Only, but once I turn the shower on, then it's Well, fresh. now you know because I'm nasty and yeah, probably I'm just. getting it from you. I know, but, uh, and we don't, We public pools actually are better. We're talking like private ass Canada's Wonderland theme park, nasty or Disneyland anywhere. Sludge. I just
0: mean like, even anytime you're by water and it's just on the pavement and you have to step in bare feet and it yeah. uh, just drives me gross.
1: Well, I'm like, so I don't think I've ever had athlete's foot either, but it is interesting as like a topical fungal like disease and that 1 billion people mm-hmm. get it. Not sorry, not just athletes, foot, but get skin, hair, nail fungal diseases a year. I was kind of like, that's like, Oh my God. Yeah, it's one it's obviously of integrated into like a lot of people's lives. A lot of people have yeah. had to come face
0: to face, even if it's just a simple medicine or procedure or like, you know, like cream you, Put on like it may not have been life threatening, but a lot of people have to deal with like fungal infections. Yeah, um, and I know you said how many they kill. To put it in perspective, fungi kill more humans a year than malaria, and we often what? hear how malaria is like. Wait, like, mosquitoes are wow. like the deadliest animal. You know what I mean? But it's actually like well, fungi. I so think they really said people that,
1: are starting to probably really think about this a lot more and be more scared of yeah. fungi, which you shouldn't, because fungi is also so no. Cool. It's so fascinating. I mean,
0: <laughs> we live in a world <laughs> we live in a world we live in a world end of i'm like how do i say this in a way um full of danger <laughs> no reading i read an interview by the sort of head scientist on the show fun he, job i was like fun G, fun job <laughs> i didn't know what you were gonna say no fun job he is like a mycologist And he was saying the fungi in this case with the ants is actually a really good thing because without it, the ant populations would be like crazy out of control. Like fungi, everything is kind of in balance. You know what I mean? And, And that may not always be true. And obviously as humans, we're like very biased to all wanting to stay alive. But the fungi helps to like... Called of ants basically. He, he was kind of like, ants would overtake the world without fungi. Wow, that's cool. And I just thought that was interesting that it's like, don't be scared of them because, in general, your body's in like a perfect balance with the things around you. And well, and I shouldn't say perfect balance. Well,
1: but. also, the concept of biodiversity and climate change is really interesting because we're just obliterating the quote unquote concept that you're talking about. Like, then biological niches are so important, but as we increase, the temperature of the planet, mm. the niches, which are meant to be niche, are now becoming obliterated. So right. certain fungi will th- prosper, yeah. and then other fungi will not be able to maybe keep that fungi in line. Yeah. So it is like the part of the show that is a little bit alluding to this being a climate change issue is accurate. Yeah. The timeline is interesting because it's like the outbreak happens in 2003, and the show takes place in 2023, which I think is cool. So it's like an alternate reality to now. Yeah. But they do try and allude to climate change. And I think one thing that is worth thinking about is that what you just mentioned is that like everything is imbalanced, right. yeah. but that balance is now being thrown off like heavily disturbed change.
0: and have, hev- and, and very quickly on a earth scale. Yeah. And I
1: think <laughs> what we now all know about viruses and climate change is like essentially we are now through factory farming and a variety of like biodiversity degradation, living in much closer quarters to animals. Mm -hmm. And that's where these viral vectors happen. That it's like very, like that book you said about the pandemic, like I I think right now scientists are like, there will be another pandemic that will happen quicker. Like this is all going to get worse and Mm -hmm. it makes sense through climate change. Yeah. That's like a, one of the big factors. And
0: like you said, or like I said, and then you said about (laughs) the balance, it's, it's worth thinking about because it's not just the imbalance of a one factor. Like, yes, you can see it, you know, using the show as an example. Say the temperature of our Earth on average raises. It provides an opportunity for a certain species to proliferate more. But that one temperature degree of change affects everything. It's not just yeah. like one species. It's like the entire balance of the world's ecosystem can change and really fast in a way that... We don't really know how it's going, what it's going to do and what windows of opportunity it leaves for viruses, what animals, humans, like which disadvantages it leaves for all those species as well.
1: And we don't even really know all the fungi or the insects that exist on the planet. Like we don't know them all. So like what's even happening to the ones we don't even know about Mm -hmm. because we just haven't been able to define them. Yeah. There's another fungi that I
0: thought was really cool that is in this same Domain. Champignon. Uh, What was it called? Massospora Cicadina.
1: Oh, and welcome to the stage. (laughs) Massospora Cicadina. Death drop. Uh, They're called zombie
0: cicadas. You know, like a cicada, like the insect that goes yeah. like, mm, that one. Um, so basically, the mycelium of the fungus fills the cicada's abdomen and replaces its rep- reproductive organs. What? And then it induces a sexual craze in uh. the insect so that it will spread the spores to other members. Okay, of The species. Last of Us,
1: we haven't <laughs> finished the game or the show, but are the writers listening? Yeah, it's like, is there a sexual craze at the end? Because it is, both people are from Game of Thrones. So if, there's, if they're going to get sexy and there's going to be dicks out... You know, we can maybe hope for the last of us.
0: Yeah, because you know, one thing that's
1: interesting about
0: any sort of parasite or virus is like, even with COVID, it's a fine balance of like, killing the host that you you, mm-hmm. you don't want to be so deadly that you kill the host yeah you don't want to be so not deadly that you're not transmissible and obviously a sexual transmission yeah. is almost more like, smart yeah. not necessarily more smart but you're like you're not destroying the creature i mean in this case it is replacing its reproductive organs so perhaps on one level it is destroying yeah. it destroying but it's, it's like goddamn you know instead of having to run from zombies it's like you're falling in love with zombies without knowing. And then there's another
1: version of the last of us that I'll say it now could be deeper. <laughs> that could be about that type of fungal infection. That's and through the, a more human relationship. Mm-hmm. Like the world where the HBO does a great show about that, where it's like an actual like interrelational drama where the guys like Dick becomes a fungus. Cause he <laughs> loves the girl and the girls Dicks look like mushrooms. Yeah, I mean, and you'd end like they, at the at the end of it all, they we always were, and they they love uh, prosthetic dick at HBO, so they could do really <laughs> gorgeous artistic design gorgeous. with like the um, fungal dicks <sighs> and the fungal vaginas and the fungal everything in between. It's like it's a it's a good concept.
0: Yeah, and I it would, maybe
1: I mean we've still got like five episodes left, so maybe they they're gonna touch on it and more because isn't it gonna have a season two if everyone's watching it and oh fair is the game do they have to end or are they going to do like game of thrones and do their own I thing i think there's a sequel to it? all the game no but i don't know if the if the first season's going to do the whole game probably oh, not yeah yeah probably not it's You're right. i will say rather slow yeah okay let's talk about the actual show. <laughs> okay. you guys um and we're also gay and it was like okay it became broke back mountain for a second. <laughs> Truly, like, tears on the couch. I initially was skeptical because...
0: You were. It was surprising. Because I, you know, it's like a decade ago or more that um, Walking Dead came out, which I liked at the beginning, and I never liked it. A zombie it. show. Yeah, I never disliked it, but I kind of fell off because it kind of felt like the same thing was always happening over and over, and it just sort of felt like this idea feels like a decade late because there which was Which idea, so- The Last of Us? Yeah, just okay. because... I felt like at that time, so many things were covering that. So that's what I was skeptical going in. I was like, I don't want another show where they're just constantly running from zombies. Like, I don't mind it, but if it's just like every episode and now they get away again and now one and of their best friends dies. And it is a
1: of movie. Like, it's true. I've seen so many mo- zombie, zombie movies. And there was
0: a time, kind of like there was a time when all these like big, after Lord of the Rings, it was like everyone was trying to make huge budget war movies. Like, Troy. And like, they all looked the same at the end of them. Yeah. Whole. I felt like there was a zombie era. So but, I felt like dismissed it, but I will say after watching the first couple episodes, I was like, "It is a different take."
1: It, well, it's interesting because I remember like zombie, like there's been the comedy takes of zombie, which I really liked. So there's, so there's the last, but no, what's it called? Walking Dead. Yeah. Then there's like 28 Days Later, and like right. this, which is horror, and this falls in to those, like to the serious, right? The scary, realistic, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah. Whereas I remember like Zombieland, and then there was like. That other one that were comedy zombie takes, which I actually was like, this is amazing because uh, this is a different. Yeah. So you're right, this is falling into like, okay, I've seen this before because it's serious. It's not there's there's truly zero humor, yeah. like at all. In fact, the last episode there like was sort of humor, but it was really actually placed as like a relationship growing. It wasn't funny. Yeah, which I actually don't like. Like it's very one note. Kind
0: yeah, of. I feel like the first. I would say first episode, I was like, oh, actually, it's a bit better. Second episode, I thought, oh, my gosh, this is actually a really interesting show. Like, they've done a good job. Third episode was so gay, so I was obviously into it. but The
1: third third episode? Okay, so the first two episodes, I thought, had incredible action scenes that actually got me hooked. They did a bit of the Children of Men, Alfonso Cuaron, the director, where they didn't cut. Like, there were some really, like, expensive, long-take action shots that Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm in. Because I love that. Like, I'm in for this the second episode there was i was scared like screaming mm-hmm. more than like 28 days later or walking dead i was like that was an effective expensive action scene mm-hmm. the third episode was what is it called in tv when they like like, break away from the yeah, norm. Yeah, there's, like, a word for it. I forget. Is it when it's self-contained? Do you yeah, mean, like, a contain. Like, I remember, like, yeah, girls like did it once, and yeah. I was like, she's a genius! Because she just, like, went to a cabin once, and right. all it was was the cabin. But I'm like, okay, like, HBO obviously loves that, and, like, I'm pretty sure yeah. Lena Dunham didn't invent it, but... Um, and it was about a gay love, love story. That set up, essentially, them just, like, getting, in the video game, probably more materials, like, right. guns and... So... It was kind of, I thought, interesting yeah. in the sense that it, it was, was a like a short on, story. Yeah,
0: I, I, like even outside of it being like gay, obviously I know there's been it like- It does so help for us. <laughs> that yeah. that it was gay. <laughs> it helps. Um, but no, I think like that was a cool change of pace, whereas episode four I felt was, was a bit of a snooze. Yeah, very boring. And I don't mind a slow episode, like the gay episode as we'll call it, was pretty slow. It, it wasn't yeah. that, there, there were some like high energy- like battle moments and there were some hairy chests. but i guess i'm trying to say i don't mind an episode being slow especially if it's like giving an interesting perspective on oh i actually never thought about this angle of the extreme version of a pandemic or of the world ending and humanity having to deal with this and because that's been done so much like you know you have like i am legend you have station 11 you have like so many end of world or like Even, what'd you say, uh, the one where they can't have babies anymore? Children of Men. Children of Men. There's a lot of movies that do it really well that I'm like, I want to feel like, oh my gosh, I never thought Thought, about what
1: it would be like to live that way. I think that's what the third episode Gay Broke Back Mountain episode did. I think it kept me being like the show is great and I will say after the fourth episode and please get in touch with us on Twitter or Instagram I'm starting to doubt the show because it was actually in my opinion so boring and I think they were trying to build the relationship between the man and the little girl. And I kind of thought that it was falling flat. I think they're really great actors, especially yeah. the little girl that it's like, okay, they're doing a good job, but I feel like this writing isn't that strong. Whereas in the third episode, I was like, holy shit. I feel like these actors and writing works so well. I just was introduced to this character mm-hmm. and I care deeply about them. And I don't, I think if they were like a heterosexual or any other couple, it would have still worked. Mm-hmm. It was like very well written And I think the fact that they were gay made it way more interesting because the main man was sort of a very quote unquote straight identifying like prepper dude. So the fact that he was gay just added like a level of like vulnerability that was like really interesting to see. But I still think it was written and directed in a way that was like, it didn't matter. They were, it was just well acted, really beautiful storytelling. Yeah. And also a different take on, like, the mundanity of what it would be like to live alone that, and, yeah. like, eat a straw. Like, it was just well done. Yeah. The, the fourth episode, I was like, oh, God. Yeah, that it does not like, made me
0: lose at- faith. It's just... It was just a filler episode, Yeah. which there always is. Even like shows like I used to love Game of Thrones, and there would always be like weeks where you're just like, oh, like literally nothing happened, and there wasn't even like a good conversation. Uh, okay. Oh, but over I'm the not course used to that. over the course of like six seasons, you're like, you know, the good ones are coming, and they they can't give you an epic episode every time. Yeah, why but not? I, I was just like,
1: because it becomes redundant. But like, right? there's we've gone from 22 episodes a season to eight. I'm like, I don't know. Give me every single one good. <laughs> I don't know. Is that too much to ask from HBO? Well, because they're but no, like you're with their crazy budgets and then stuff. Then they've got
0: to be more creative because it can't just be them running away from zombies but every But that's time.
1: why I think I was a bit concerned because I'm like, I do want them to like be already quality in, episode in their four. own way. Yeah. yeah, you should be creative enough to And I feel us- like that third episode, I was like, holy shit, they're being really creative. Yeah. They're trying to create a zombie show that is rooted in relationships and like depth and not just the fact that there's zombies. Scared. Yeah. Which is really interesting and I think from just starting the game, I was like, clearly that's what this game's doing too. It's built so narratively. Like, I just spent most of the time stoned watching like a movie and was like enthralled. And then actually when it was like, you have to fight a zombie, I was like, I can't. I, please no. crying. I was like crying. I was like, I can't, I would rather just sit here and watch a 3d video game. than you making me have to press a to kill a zombie because I just can't handle it's that. It's really scary to play it's, games like that. Yeah. No, I was like, <laughs> I, and I actually like forgot. Like I don't I'd be know like, how people do it. I'd be like, Oh my God, the, the game broke and then you'd be like, Craig, you have to run. I'd yeah, be like, I, no, I have to run. Literally
0: also, yeah, Greg will be watching a cutscene, and then, you know, when it goes from cutscene to just like, it's actually you playing and I don't want to like tell him what to do so I'll just sit there. Minutes will go by and it's just like the back of the character just like slowly like phasing from side to side. Because so I, like,
1: I was like, there's no way in hell you're protecting me to have autonomy over this thing. It's too scary. It's too scary. It's too, scary. It's too real. And I, and I honestly like don't, I can't say this with, with, any ounce of like strength because I don't play video games, but I can assume and understand why the video game would be better than the show. Cause I was like, this is a type of experience. I can't mm. even my body physically can't handle.
0: I think did I cut you off? Sorry.
1: Or I was just saying like, it's so narrative as a game and so similar to the show that I could see how who like video games would like the video game more. Cause they get to like participate.
0: I, what I was going to add to that is I think, that is why sometimes videos can be the ultimate form of media video games video games yeah yeah. Video games. Um, yeah. because yeah it's just like i obviously television can be amazing movies can be amazing but like when you have a game that can be cinematic like you can feel what it feels like and, and games are getting better at it. Obviously, graphics are getting better and storytelling and the capacity for games to have more because they can fit more on their like, hard drives or whatever. But hmm. I just think like, there's something so yeah, immersive in totally. a game that when you've also spent... like A TV show might be eight hours, but a game might be 70. And you might, even, you might be able to spend way more time playing it too and actually yeah. getting to know characters that literally die. And like,
1: I, can't, I don't have the physicality of video games because I've never played them. I find them so overwhelming. And that's sort of the indication of how overwhelming and immersive they are. Yeah. Cause, Cause I feel can't real, even, it's too, it's too and stressful. It's like, the I moment. wish I could, because it's like, that is the ultimate immersive experience over Printed. life. I mean, that sorry, game, sorry. That game's Next too to scary
0: life. for me, actually. Like, I, I couldn't keep playing it because it was too scary. Like, I don't like games where I'm just always scared that something's try- running from
1: behind yeah. me. But that's Even in a, real life, that's in the amazing, dark, I run though. up the stairs but because I'm scared. Yeah, no, but that's <laughs> cool because it's like, I want, I hate, like, I went and saw Megan and was like, snooze alert. This isn't scary. Like, I love being scared. I need I do to play too. video games. I love
0: scary movies, yeah. I find, like, even Metroid is a video game that I'm just like, I'm too scared to play it. Metroid Prime? Yeah, well, there's, like, times when you get scary music and you're like, those fucking demons! Here and I just run always, <laughs> like it's too scary. That's why Zelda is the perfect game for everyone. It can be scary, too. It can, but it's the perfect amount. Like, you're not, you can also just be wondering and not worry that like some creature is gonna yeah. kill you at every moment. That's beautiful. Um, I think we should go back a little bit to let like, have to wrap up. Yeah, soon we'll too. wrap up soon. Uh, a few things I want to say. One caveat out there of like how realistic is this? The question is, why can't the zombies see? Like, why would a fungus? Fully learn and evolve to control a Because they can only hear? Yeah. Like, why would it oh. learn to control a human's central nervous system? And yeah. But not use our main source of That's a feedback? definite video game slash movie yeah. trope. Yeah, and I get it. It's fun. It it's makes fun. it scary. It's like yeah. Tyrannosaurus Rex like being yeah. right there and being like,
1: don't move, it can't yeah. see you.
0: And it adds for tension. But there is an element of like...
1: Why? I totally, why would it not be able yeah. to use human eyes? And when they like did that in the show and they were like, don't move, they can't see you, I was like, wait, what? Like it yeah. kind of even shook me. I was like, oh, okay, we're doing that one. Yeah, like, it makes it a little easier. Yeah, yeah, it makes it easier for them to build tension for sure. But um, you're right, it's like, what?
0: And I have a quote interesting from that same man who was kind of like the lead scientist on uh, consulting the show, and it's about ants versus humans. I'm going to read it to you. He says, the problem with human societies is is we act selfishly rather than collectively. Hmm. So ants are really good at controlling cordyceps because they have that collective immune system inside the colony. They can even wall off their collective siblings who are infected and the sibling is completely fine with this because her genes are the ones are in the ones who are going to survive, and it's happy to be walled off. But hmm. people aren't happy to be walled off.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but that, I like mean, ants
0: truly form yeah. and work as a colony, and obviously humans do too at the large scale. Like yeah, if like you if you look, like alien, like you you It looks be like, like
1: they're working together, but yeah. like deep down, we're like, kill the Trump supporters. Yeah, and and I'm like, sure there's, ant, I'm sure there's some ants <laughs> that are like, <laughs> screw the gays. There's like, there's <laughs> like the like far right ant movement who are like, don't wall us off. But like, it is why humans are so. I mean, that's just the constant plight of the human. So Mm -hmm. intelligent, yet so dumb at the same time. Right. Like, it's like, we don't, we're able to think about the past, the future, and the present, and it makes us so complicated. And yeah, like, we're not going to wall ourselves off. And Mm -hmm. that's why the show is interesting, because it's like, it is about relationships. And from my understanding, like, reading an article about the show, the writer and the people involved were like, played the game, and were like, this is such an immersive game. Like, I think the game changed, quote unquote, video games. For sure. I think they made Naughty Dog, is the name of the company that made the game. And apparently, they made a game before it that everyone loves, which led to then this game, The Last of Us also being good everyone was like oh, look at naughty dog they know what's up <laughs> but it was a thematic game that i think the fact that it's a show there's a lot of pressure on it doing well to live up to the game. yeah yeah rather It'd than be like, like
0: i don't think they'll ever be a zelda like property but it's like anything that has a big name as a yeah. game it's like a book like it can be done really bad as a film but
1: there's so many video game movies that are just like it doesn't feel like people put so many yeah like what I don't know. Name one. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, there was that new one with, like, Tom Holland. It was, like, generic. What
0: was it I called? guess you're, like, I'm not saying there aren't. Sorry, I didn't mean to, like, put you on the spot like that. But I think that Last of Us was one of the biggest games of the last couple decades. And wasn't it Even I didn't because like,
1: it was cinematic? Like, it was, like, based yeah, as, like, a uh, movie, kind
0: of. Yeah, like, uh, now games. I don't, I can't say, because I never had a PlayStation. I've always been a Nintendo boy. Um, But... I think they're, that was. Uncharted. Around. Oh, yeah. Oh, they started with Uncharted. Cool. And didn't the new Uncharted just come out?
1: No, that was the movie.
0: Oh. Like with Tom me?
1: Holland, everyone was uh, like, this is so bad. Yeah, that's based on a video game. Yeah. Oh, I knew like that. it was like a generic action film trailer I saw. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that looks dumb. And then my friend was like, that's a video game. And I was like, what? Right. Yeah. Okay. Or Tomb Raider. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like these yeah. are. Mortal Kombat, terrible movies, but yeah. so good also. <laughs> but, but it seems like sometimes yeah. when Hollywood comes to Colin, they are. Know what it is? Getting the properties from what? It's HBO. It's just actually HBO is really good. Well, okay, but no, but my. But is what I'm trying to say. It's like those video games it feels like Hollywood is tapping in to make money. Yeah. And I feel like HBO has the pressure to be like, okay, we have to at least fool people into thinking that we're trying to the make critically it good. Critically acclaimed. Yeah. And it's an interesting choice of video game. Cause I think from the get go, it was thematic mm-hmm. and different and maybe or And already did that or as whatever. a game. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So the pressure to me is like extra high on the show mm-hmm. in some ways and I'm watching it and I am like, Hoping it can pay off, but I'm like, it is going to be really hard. I think at the end of the season for everyone to regroup and be like, was it worth it?
0: Yeah, but I think that's the challenge of any like anything that comes from another source material. Yeah, like especially a book because you're always like, how can a movie or a TV show do a book that has 600 pages justice? Yeah. all these character dynamics that you like spend literally weeks and weeks reading about or years even. Yeah. So they've done a good job so yeah, far. Yeah, I'm I think. really, I, I'm not. And I attached. love the gay shit love the gay shit can we get more gay shit yeah honestly and also it was like you know what i want what? is an infected gay story now like two, yes two of the like and they're just subtitled the whole time and it's just like <laughs> a love story between two cordyceps. and then we can
1: have our cordyceps mushroom prosthetic dicks that so we want hbo to make <laughs> even in the last of us the mushroom dick just grows and infects <laughs> yeah i mean I don't, I don't know like hbo could do it they have their 18 plus uh, man. they got euphoria on the track like that show's crazy okay <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Hope uh, I don't know, we have any questions about this? Like. No, but next week might be lubrication. Also, if you like, make sure you share our episodes with your friends and family. If you know anyone who I'm copying this, this is another podcast. <laughs> and if you know anyone who doesn't listen to podcasts, you help them, you set them up, you say this is a laugh and a half, and you learn lots of science. It's called Side No Face Up Science. Share this with your friends, family, and your mom. <laughs> okay, we'll see you guys next week. Boys. Bye.